Well, we, we don't think too much about uh, what, what competitors are doing. Only four entities have launched a space capsule into orbit and successfully brought it back. The United States, Russia, China. There's sometimes a debate about going to Mars one way. You will not be sorry, or maybe you will. And Elon Musk. I think Mars should really have great bars. Um, the Mars bar. <laughs> Maso. Looking at some of the most often ignored aspects of the colonization of Mars. Welcome to this episode of Maso. Well, this time we're going to look at landing on Mars. We all know that astronauts will be quite weak after a prolonged period in space. So um, if they need help from other people when they land on Earth, what is going to happen on Mars? I mean, okay, on Mars, the gravity is only 38% of the gravity of, of Earth, but, but still they're probably going to be way too weak and there's no one to to receive them and take care of them. So, will you be too weak to move when you land on Mars? Let's uh, let's take a little bite from the podcast, The Body in Space from NASA's Houston. We have a podcast. And what about your strength or otherwise when you, when you got up and started walking again? What was that like? Yes, so you have a recovery crew that gets you out of the seat, takes you out the hatch and gets you to the edge of the vehicle once we were up on the boat, right? And, uh, and so we're still on the ocean, you know, we're on the recovery ship and things are swaying. And now, like I said, I've been working out, eating well in space and I felt strong. I felt really strong. And uh, we get up and I've got two people helping me and they, I get up and I feel strong. Standing up, I can easily lift my weight. But then that ship motion, it rocks one way and my head almost hit the person on my left. I mean, my head felt so heavy and then it goes back the other way and my head feels so heavy. And I was really grateful that I had people helping me because had that rocking motion happened and I was standing up by myself, I would have tumbled over to the ground. I felt really strong, but I had no sense of balance. I was a 45 year old toddler. It was really interesting because I know how to walk. It's in there, the memory's there, but it was really difficult to, to ambulate. I could stand up, but I could not resist the rocking motion of the ship. Oh, that doesn't sound all too bad. Yeah, he had uh, some trouble standing up and uh, moving around, but, but it sounded more like that was because of landing on the water. There's no liquid water on Mars, so <laughs> I guess that won't be much of a problem. Anyway, um, how long will it uh, will it take? Okay, yeah, we got we got a bit of an impression here. So I was thinking, like asking, uh, will it take days? Uh, how many days? Uh, or, or is it only hours? But as I already indicated, it's it's only it's only hours. How long did it take for you to recover that? Interesting question. So I, yeah, I, I wrote it down in my journal because it was interesting. Every hour I got a little more capability back, it became a little more comfortable. And it was about the four hour point, we had flown a helicopter off the ship to Pensacola. And at Navy Pensacola, we had to go through a series of tests to sit down, stand up, lie down and stand up to check orthostatic intolerance, to make sure our heart was pumping sufficient blood to our brain to keep us conscious. And so 
doing that test is when I realized, okay, this is the point where I would be comfortable, uh, you know, building a habitat on Mars or on the moon. And so if you fly to Mars, it's going to take you six to nine months. I was on the ISS for six to nine months. You're going to get to Mars and you're going to be in, you know, ab about um, a third of, of gravity of Earth. So that's going to be different, but you're going to be back in some sense of weight. Uh, and it's going to take me about four hours to get to the point where I can comfortably move around and get myself out of the vehicle. That's a data point that I very much wanted to know and to keep. So I wrote it in my journal. And those are the kinds of things I think we need to extract from ISS missions as they relate to going on. You know, our Artemis program is going to get us to the moon to stay and then eventually on to Mars. And we need to start capturing all of those lessons about how our bodies are affected. Where you're fellow astronauts was at the same time period for them, those four hours? Uh, just or, or observing, you know, free. I just see them doing their, t yeah, I, I think it was about the same. Maybe some a little sooner, maybe some a little slower, but I think about that time we were all feeling good. And then a few hours after that, we flew from Pensacola back to Houston and our families were there to meet us at the airfield. And each one of us was able to walk down the stairs of the plane and walk to our vans uh, to then go back to the, the crew quarters, the quarantine facility. And so I think all of us were uh, about on that same uh, recovery pace. Only four hours, actually. And that's on Earth. On Mars, there's 38% gravity. Yeah, 38%. I mean, <laughs> probably, probably they would be able to move around quite soon after landing. So how long before you felt you feel you could fly an airplane or, you know, uh, drive a car, <laughs> ride a motorcycle on a racetrack? How long for that? So the doctors evaluate us for about two weeks and they generally won't let you. Even if you tell them, Doc, I feel great. They, they, they make you wait two weeks. And so at about two weeks, I felt like I could have driven a car. I probably would have waited a little bit. I, I did. I waited a little longer before flying. Actually, I waited even before driving. They let me have a driver for three weeks. And so I took advantage and just kept the driver for three weeks. And I started driving at three weeks. I felt great. And so it was about a month after that, I started flying again. And uh, I'm glad I, I, I got back into flying early, but I didn't go too early. I didn't want to have to worry. Flying is already hard enough and takes enough focus and attention uh, that I didn't want to add on to that now, worrying if my ability uh, just because I had returned to Earth was was going to be there, so I wanted to wait until I I knew that I I was I was ready. Yeah, okay. So maybe they shouldn't operate heavy machinery the first couple of days on Mars again. Um, if they do it carefully, check everything multiple times, and I mean, yeah, maybe they shouldn't drive on Earth the first uh, the first. Few, few weeks after landing, but again, gravity on Mars is a lot lower, so they will probably adjust faster. And there's, there's really not a lot of traffic on Mars anyway, so maybe it, maybe it won't be that much of a problem. But yeah, they probably have plenty to do without driving around on Mars. And uh, if we say everybody should work two and two on heavy machinery, uh, okay, it will be a little slower in the beginning, but you know, for safety, I think I think it would be safe to say, yeah, 
we can stick the landing on Mars. No problem there. But uh, thanks to, to NASA for this great podcast. There's, of course, a bundle of links in the show note. One for NASA, the main site. One for the Houston, we have a podcast site. And, of course, a link directly to this episode of the podcast where I found these great little pieces. You should check it out. It's a very interesting episode. Even if it's not directly targeted the Mars landing, it is very, very interesting from a Mars point of view.